0: Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Chalantani, Women's Holistic Health Coach and fellow Recovering Perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. You are listening to episode 137, Stress Loss and Wellbeing with Marquita L. But before we jump into today's amazing episode, a word from our sponsor, Living the Good Life Naturally Magnesium. This is my go-to brand for transdermal or on-the-skin magnesium supplementation. Transdermally is the easiest way and most effective way you can absorb the magnesium into your body. Things like your stress level, your diet, and so many other factors go into your magnesium burn rate. If you want to learn more about this, listen to episode 73 of Witchy Wellness Radio, and make sure to go to Living the Good Life Naturally's website in the show notes, and use code WICHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 10% off of your purchase. And without further ado, please enjoy episode 137, Stress Loss and Well-Being with Marquita L. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, I am your host, Lauren, and this is a show you get to learn how your body and emotions are not in the way, but actually Leading the way, and today we are here with Coach Marquita L. And we're here to talk about women's health, weight loss, stress loss, and well-being. A little bit about her before we jump in is that there are times when we find our true purpose by witnessing another woman's journey. St. Louis-based NBC Health and Wellness Coach and founder of L's Fitness, Marquita L. Unknowingly found her purpose over 20 years ago following the death of her grandmother. She was drawn to a deepened understanding of how family history and lifestyle choices impact overall health. More importantly, she wanted to equip herself with the necessary tools of prevention and preparedness. As a woman of color, Marquita also understands the complex experiences of marginalized identities. Black womanhood carries stress-related risk factors that require special attention and understanding. In the words of Marquita, when we tend to the needs of Black women first, no one gets left out. Oof, talk about my <laughs> job, and we haven't even started talking yet. That's Welcome to you. the
1: show. Hello, how are you? Oh,
0: I'm wonderful. I'm excited to dive into all wonderful. this juicy and stuff. Thank you for you. having me. Thank you. Of course, of course. It's my pleasure. I know that that little snippet there led in, gave us a little teaser of your beautiful transformation, how, how you got to do the work today, that you help other women transform their lives and and find this life of health and stressing less. Could you kind of tell us maybe the deeper version of this? Of mm-hmm. How did you get to do the work today? What was yeah, your
1: transformation? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, you know what? I would really say it was... My clients' transformations, honestly, um, I started out in the fitness space as a personal trainer. And for years, the focus was on weight loss. The focus was on, you know, body fat loss. And there was a specific measure that we um, followed to get there. You know, We had timelines and the foundations of fitness that really focused more on what you were doing. And as I, you know, as I really grew within the industry, within my craft, and really just took a step back, did a lot more listening and observing of my clients' needs, I just noticed how many clients reached their goals but struggled to sustain their goals. Uh, We would just find ourselves in the same cycle. It's like, all right, we lost this 30. And here we are ready to lose this 30 again. And here we are, you know, ready to lose this 30 again. And um, so, yeah, I had to just kind of take a step back and ask myself, what is missing from this system? Because if we got everything working in the gym, it's really time to focus on what's going on before the client gets there. What's going on when the client leaves? And so it was at that point that I really started to redirect my energy. That's when I really started to expand my knowledge within stress management, Um, stress management, herbal practice, um, you know, just nutrition specifically related to women's wellness, just all of those other components that spoke more to how you're doing as opposed to simply what you're doing. And it was really that journey that brought me to where I am right now. Um, And that was really the catalyst for founding Elle's Wellness, which really focuses on the whole person, the whole body, stress loss, weight loss, along with well-being. And that's really been the key for my clients' success uh, now, which uh, for a lot of my clients in the gym setting, they're like, wow, I, I can't believe I'm sustaining my results more than I was when I was so tied to the gym it's like I'm barely in the gym now but I'm actually seeing my results stick around and a lot of it was just you know it's just human nature we don't pay attention to what we're doing um, on a day-to-day we've already told ourselves if I need to lose weight it's because I need to watch my plate and now it's like, oh, you know what? I need to watch the relationships around me. What am I doing at work? What is my morning routine? How do I tend to my stressors? And so all of those things together is really what, what brought me to where I am today. Ooh, and that is definitely some witchy wellness. We're all about
0: all that here. And i I love that you talk about stress loss instead mm-hmm. of stress less. Could you explain to us like, What's different about that? You talked a little bit about, you know, looking at your life more holistically, but what Mm -hmm. does stress loss really mean?
1: So we, you know, we have, we have stress loss, we have stress less, we have stress management, you know, there's a place for them all, but just recognizing what that might look like uh, to you specifically. So stress loss really focuses on the areas where stress doesn't need to be there, right? So it's like stress happens. Stress is a part of our bodily function, a part of our everyday life. It's supposed to be there. It protects us, you know, our fight or flight. So it's like we need stress. The The goal is to identify the stressors that we don't need. Those are the ones that we want to lose. So it's like we don't we don't really want to avoid stress We want to get to know our stressors so that we know which ones get to stay and which ones need to go. And typically, the stressors that we want to lose are attached to lifestyle habits and awareness. And once we start getting a better picture of what things in my life created these stressors, whether that be physical stressors such as, you know, added weight. Well, now we need to look at what foods are adding that stress to the body. Okay, so what what types of foods need to get lost? Or what types of foods do we need to reduce drastically in order to alleviate the stress that our diet is putting on our digestive system? So it really just becomes getting personal with your stressors.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a holistic picture. When I started health coaching, I realized a lot of women, I, my clients that were coming to see me already knew how to eat very healthy. They knew, you know, I can't eat this, like we'll eat this, you know. But it was that stress management part that was keeping them from feeling really whole and grounded in their bodies. And I'm guilty of it at times, like I'll make a smoothie to go or, you know, might be looking at my phone mm-hmm. while I'm eating, mm-hmm. but it's really yep. simple things like just eat
1: you know take a
0: second (laughs) do one thing at a time yep and your body is able to get into that rest and digest state a lot easier you can i used to say all the time you can eat your body's weight in kale but if you're stressed out all the time it's not gonna matter you know your body it. it won't be able to process it yep yep so same thing and we don't realize how all the areas of our lives impact that stress and stress loss and I wanted to talk a little bit about or listen I would love to learn more about I know you've been the lovely quote at the end of your bio is when we tend to the needs of the black women first no one gets left out I wanted to hear more about how black womanhood carries stress-related risk factors that Mm -hmm. require special attention
1: care and understanding could you elaborate a little bit more on that Oh, absolutely. So when we look at just the concept of tending to the needs of who needs us most, um, one of the most simple approaches to that is to think about our responsibility to tending to the needs of children Um, or in a male-dominated space, tending to the needs of womanhood. There are areas in womanhood that for a lot of men, they don't necessarily consider, not intentionally, but just from a societal standpoint, they've really never had to. And to be honest, a lot of women don't feel that being honest and vocal about those areas with men is safe. And so we've we've learned to suppress, to hold things in and internalize. And so if we take it a step further from womanhood and we now add on the layers that uh, come along with racism that impact Black children, that's going to directly impact the Black woman. Racism that impacts Black men, mass incarceration, that's going to impact the Black woman. Uh, We can take it into the workplace. The... I would say a recent study that just came out uh, revealed that over 50 percent of black women express working in environments where they are the only one of their race and gender. And while we are two and a half times more likely than anyone else in the workplace setting to lose a loved one, we're also less likely to express our grief or feel like we're in a space where we can actually fully Um, just fully acknowledge our grief. And so the workplace can be very isolating. The workplace can feel very unsafe, emotionally unsafe, a space where you really don't feel like your emotional needs are tended to, and you don't necessarily trust Um, Those feelings with other people. And, And this is pre pandemic. So now let's add on the fact that we're living in a time where now we're adding stressors that everyone has on a plate where you already had generations of stressors that came along with you from your parent to the generation before you, because we know intergenerational trauma is real. And so when we're dealing with all of those components, and I haven't even really talked about the disparities that Black women face in healthcare, care, uh, the list is so long. And it really is a space that I'm glad there are more conversations being had about the unique needs of Black women when we talk about uh, healthcare and womanhood and how those areas that aren't necessarily the same experiences of other groups or aren't as much an experience as other groups are now being a part of the conversation. I
0: totally completely agree and I guess my next question would be I mean obviously it's a cultural thing a lot of that and I will say epigenetically it has been proven now that 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 any strong emotional event or trauma positive or negative they've actually proven that it can be passed down up to seven generations Mm -hmm. and i'm sure it's more but that's Mm -hmm. what the actual science is proving today Mm -hmm. so that's absolutely right yep let's just got to back you up on that one but other than, you know, the culture and the world at hand, what what can black women do? Because I know that to me that sounds like some opportunity for some some self-work, some self-love. What what are some tips maybe if somebody's listening to this is, is nodding their head and they're like, Where where do, where can I start? <laughs>
1: Well, honestly, I would say a lot of the um, tips uh, and responsibility that I would suggest would really fall on everyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, When a space is created that allows you to feel more safe, that allows you to feel more nurtured, that supports your needs, you're going to in turn more naturally also heal. At a better rate, you're going to also find those spaces and resources that, you know, are going to tend to those needs. So when we look at the most vulnerable group, I would say what we really want to do is have conversations with those that are the most unaffected and say, what is it that I can do? in my space, what is it that I can do to create a space that makes that group feel more included, that makes that group feel more seen, feel more heard, and feel like those unique needs are being met, if nothing more than taking a moment to dig deeper into what those needs are, Um, researching areas that you may be unfamiliar with, but that you may be able to, in some way, uh, give support or give access or resources that you otherwise may not have even known existed. So um, that's what I would really suggest It's just, you know, the village around the affected feeling like it is also their responsibility, that it is also their duty to tend to the needs of those um, that they aren't necessarily as impacted or affected by but to just feel like this is a collective effort and again those who are most unaffected to also feel like they share in the responsibility of the healing of those that are
0: mm, beautiful beautiful and thank thank you for pointing that out too cuz just just the fact that i asked that in that way you know obviously there is some learning to do and I th- you know, you you mentioned in relationships and career, um, mm-hmm. but even just and and friendships, like just reaching out and mm-hmm. and, and having conversations w- with friends and loved ones. I mean, that's at top Absolutely. of my head. That's something.
1: I'm like, Absolutely. I can do that today. Absolutely. I can do that tomorrow. <laughs> you said that that's exactly it. Um, I I remember um, uh, it was a, a group I attended and. One of the quotes that they said was that curiosity is the cornerstone of humanity. And it really does start there. If you care enough, Uh, If you're curious enough, you will naturally take whatever steps are necessary to learn more, to figure out a way that helps you help them. If, again, no more than just being able to support or being able to listen, being able to hold space, being able to affirm or being able to advocate for. But most importantly, the first step is caring enough, Um, because when you care enough, you take action steps that go along with caring because you also are vested in their healing. You want their healing just as much as they need it. And you start to live that way. You start to move that way. And when they see you acting in that way, it draws them closer to you. And then they feel like, you know what? This is a space that I trust. And this is someone that I can be vulnerable with. And this is someone that um, I can trust with my journey.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it thank you thank you for sharing all of that because I think for me you know p- past year if not a lot longer than that these conversations have been brought up in my workspace and my family and friends but it's not over you mm-hmm. know it's like it's mm-hmm. constant and absolutely and for me I think I see this even though it's felt very dark at times but like it's a call to action or Absolutely. for this to, to continue. Mm-hmm. And I I gives me hope in a way to see humanity as humanity as whole. Yep. You know, because yep. that's what we are, you know, and to learn to not only love ourselves but love everybody. Cause we are all one. And I think that's for it. me, I mean to get woo here, because we get woo-woo here is like <laughs> that's the next and that's the next evolution of humanity. <laughs> Absolutely. I really think. And it's like I, I try to stay on this vibration of you know, maybe it's the darkest before the dawn. You know, the the shadows have to come out in order for us to learn to to be able to heal them at mm-hmm. a macro and a micro level. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, yeah, I'm so absolutely. I'm so happy that we could have this little little snippet of a conversation yeah. on here for, to yeah. hopefully inspire people. Absolutely, small but mighty. Small, small, <laughs> but, yes, that's yeah, that's mighty. my motto. <laughs> Oh, that is my motto. Oh my goodness. Speaking of small but mighty, this might be a weird transition. Um, you have an online apothecary and mm-hmm. you are all about teas and herbal mm-hmm. remedies. I'm all about that too. Could you tell us a little bit more about this and, and you know, what, what are all these
1: wonderful, beautiful botanicals oh, and teas? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. so, yeah, it's also small but mighty. <laughs> So, so that that uh, that fell in perfectly, but it, you know what? It also goes back to uh, my clients' transformations, and over the years, it was also just paying attention to all of the areas that they needed. And I would say it was years. I would try to, you know, just get clients on a basic standpoint, like, you know, to become herbal tea drinkers. And it's like, Oh no, I don't drink, you know, I don't drink herbal tea or no, I I just, you know, I drink iced tea or, but I don't no, I really don't only if I'm sick or, you know, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, well, if I don't feel well, I might, you know, get some echinacea or have me some chamomile tea. And, um, But over the course of time, I started to notice that my clients got more curious. And once I saw that they were more curious, I took that opportunity to start to really infuse those um, herbal practices into their lives in a small sense. I just kind of started integrating some of the things that they were already familiar with on a basic sense and just kind of attached it to the importance of nurturing the body from the inside out, not only by way of what you're eating, but also by way of what you're drinking, uh, by way of what you're putting on your skin is going to also impact what's going on underneath. And so as that started to grow, um, I I did as well within the, within the realm of herbalism. And so once I completed my own training and my own learning within the area i was able to then present my clients with what i felt they needed most and it's still a very simplistic approach um because i want them to have an understanding of just some of the simple things that their bodies need you know the same essential vitamins that you need on your plate i want you to also get in your cup and and that's pretty much how i would um Kind of express it to them And that kind of stuck It's like Oh okay I'm I'm eating the foods that I need and now I'm also aware. It's that awareness. It's like okay, plant medicine is healing. Plant medicine was here before pharmaceuticals. It never went away, but it was just kind of suppressed. It just went on the back burner to the point where for decades people were almost skeptical about plant medicine and what kind of side eye the idea of a natural remedy and what we see now is that it's all coming back around full circle in that plant medicine never goes out of style and it never goes away. Um, We're now seeing the importance of the complement of the two. So it it was never an either or. It's always been finding that balance, but most importantly, there is a sense of empowerment when you can tend to some of those health needs in the kitchen, um, you know, in the cupboard, on the countertop, oh, you know what? I'm not feeling well. Let me grab a couple of these herbs together. Let me grab some of this turmeric root. Let me grab some of this vitamin C. Let me grab some of this ginger root and make me a concoction. And now I feel better. You kind of feel proud of yourself. You know, I would get clients that would come in like, you know, you wouldn't believe I mixed this and I mixed this and it actually made me feel better. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Uh, I love that when you feel that level of confidence and then you share it with the village, you know, so now somebody else gets sick and you say, oh, you know what? Before you reach for the keys to run a Walgreens, let me see if I got something in here that actually might make that feel better. And and that's a part of the culture of natural healing and just really becoming one with your body, becoming one with your spirit and really just gaining that appreciation for knowing there are things that are from the earth that were here to heal my body. And now I'm growing, I'm drawing myself closer to it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I love, I mean, I love herbs, but I love essential oils for the same reason. Mm -hmm. And it's so empowering to be ha- to be able to have these things at your fingertips in your home yeah. mm-hmm. to help support your body. And you know, I, I am grateful that we have modern medicine. I'm grateful absolutely have emergency medicine. If I break it. my arm, yep. like that's it.
1: I'm telling you, it's like it's it's like it's the best of both worlds. Yep. You know, it's the best of both worlds. It's like you don't have to you don't have to pick one. No. Everybody everybody can come along. <laughs> But, but most
0: medicines, like I think if, I think aspirin was derived from birch tree and some other tree. So like their chemical compounds are just mm-hmm. simulated from a lot of these herbs,
1: a lot of these trees, plants, stems, flowers, yep. leaves. Like Yep. You'll uh, notice, like you just said, you'll notice that a lot of the over-the-counter medications that you take... If you really start to look at the ingredients, you start to notice like, oh, OK, they got a little plant medicine yeah. thrown in the mix with a couple of the little, you know, supporting chemicals. And, you know, but I do see that this is where it started. And so you do start to just kind of like, oh, OK, my vapor rub. Let me turn that around. OK, I see menthol in there. All right. Yeah. So so it's like, you know, it's it levels to just gaining that sense of awareness, just like with food. You know, when you start turning over labels and you're like, oh, wow, okay, it's 15 ingredients on here, but I only recognize the first two. And now you start to say, well, okay, the first two, let me pay attention to how I can get that first two without the other 13, you know? So now let me look at whole foods. Let me look at organic options, or let me just look at something that allows me to, like you said, feel a bit more empowered and in control of what's going in my body.
0: Yeah. My partner, he jokingly and lovingly says, he's like, I can't go grocery shopping now without looking at every single label because of you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're welcome. Exactly. And, then, and he, <laughs> and he likes it too. Cause he, you know, he's like, can you believe it's in here? Like you would never Mm -hmm. think. And I say, if you can't, if you don't recognize it, you can't pronounce it. You
1: probably shouldn't be eating it. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I I tell you, it's, it's like, there's, there's two things that were just never meant to take place in this country. And that is for everyone to be healthy and for everyone to be wealthy. And, um, and that's exactly what we see playing out. So once you gain that or regain control and say, oh, you know what? The system really isn't set up for my health. The system isn't really set up for my wealth. This is where you start to say, okay, what are some things that I can do? What are some tools that I can put into place? What are some some outlets? What are some um some programs, you know, it's like, oh, you know what? I never thought about hiring a coach. I never thought about hiring a nutritionist. I never thought about hiring this person uh, to tend to my health needs. Just the same way you would a financial advisor, you need someone to tend to every area of your life. Any area that's imbalanced, there is someone who has spent years trying to figure it out so that you don't have to. And um, and and this is this is one of those areas that I think a lot of people now are really starting to become a lot more attracted to the investment into their health and longevity and well being. And I love it. I do too. And
0: for me, it's like. I find myself getting coaches or therapists or people like that when I'm about to do something new. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I I don't have the background in. And a lot of times when you do something new and the bigger it is, the more accountability I need because Mm -hmm. I and I'm not the only one here. I like to just you know go back to my own programs of scrolling online or absolutely ignore you know just you know fight flight or flee or. freeze I think is the Mm -hmm. last one and having someone there just not only with the experience because they've been through that journey but also the accountability they're not going to do the work for you but for me it's like the investment of having someone there to hold the space for me to work through it and guide Mm -hmm. me you know it's it's more empowering it's not like they're gonna they're my guru and I you know I have no say in everything yeah, it's like they help work with you through the your own process because that's it. Everybody's life, everybody's health is completely uniquely theirs. You said it, it works for one person doesn't work for another, and I think it's empowering to realize that you can make this change, but you don't have to make these changes alone. Especially if you've mm-hmm. been trying, like you were yeah. saying previously with your clients. To you know, weight loss is an example. Yeah, if they're if you keep coming back, those thirty pounds losing them and, you know, gaining them again, mm-hmm. then it's time to take a deeper look. And in your work, yeah, take that it. deeper look.
1: <laughs> and that, you know, and that is exactly it. It's just, it's this new mindset that's really centered around what it looks like to tend to all the areas of your life that you may have an imbalance, but not feeling like you have to tend to them alone. Mm-hmm. And It's like, you know, if you have a financial advisor, it's not necessarily because of the money you have It's because of the money that you want to keep having. You know, it's like I didn't just hire you because I have this money. I hired you because I want this money to grow or five years from now. I still want to have this money. And that's the same way that you have to view your health. It's like, well. If I want to continue to be healthy, if I want to improve my quality of life from one year from now to five years from now to 10 years from now, then I'm going to absolutely find someone that is in line to guide or support or coach me along the way so that I'm moving myself into the healthiest place that I can be. I don't want my finances to be more healthy than I am who's going to spend my money if I'm not here? So yes. So if if I'm investing in every other area, then I'm going to absolutely put my health at the top of that list. It's cheesy, but it's true. Your health is your wealth. That's it. At the end of the day. And
0: I love how you put it. Your health coaching is heart conscious health coaching. Mm -hmm. And you have this beautiful Venn diagram of these three different areas of mental wellness, physical health, and spiritual wellness. Could you talk to us? I mean, you you, you work with people with stress loss, weight loss, and pain loss, but mm-hmm. how do you incorporate all those into your health coaching?
1: So um, it's, well, it's like now I, I just can't believe I wasn't, when I think back to when I didn't have all those elements, I'm like, wow, I'm like, wow they were missing out, you know, (laughs) it it really is. It was like, those are blind spots that, that really needed to be on the table that needed to be a part of the conversation. But uh, incorporating all of those components into the program is really a step-by-step, as I call it, the body shop. And there's four steps to full body alignment, the mind, the body, the spirit, and the voice, the voice being a very important, but, underrepresented component, especially for women and womanhood, because we tend to occupy spaces where our voices don't matter as much. We need permission to use our voices. Uh, Our voices are quieted down or edited, or a lot of it comes from our own insecurities or the feelings of questioning whether or not we can use our voice in certain spaces, whether or not we can speak up. And um, so that's an area that I really like to pay a lot of attention to because that's the space that a lot of clients realize carries the most stress. It's in suppressing their voice, whether that be at home with a spouse whether that be at work with a coworker, whether that be with a boss, just every area of their lives. When we look back and say, what I regret most isn't saying something that I shouldn't have. It was not saying something that I wish I had. And so that area, as we tend to, also helps to alleviate a lot of the stressors that come along with suppressing our voice, which in turn supports the healing processes within the body
0: yeah for me suppressing the voice but also suppressing emotions come mm-hmm. hand in hand with that yep you said and, it That's exactly yeah. it. and i think and i don't want to generalize but a lot of women do that you know be mm-hmm. seen and not heard is still kind of there and this like sto- stoicism and mm-hmm. it's it's okay to feel feelings and feel
1: mm-hmm. angry yeah or you know rage or yeah And like, well, like you said earlier about the intergenerational trauma and how far back that goes for womanhood, it really is one of those easier said than done concepts because the male patriarchy has always created spaces that countered Mm -hmm. an empowered woman, that countered a woman who used her voice with no restraint. And so we're now having to challenge those dynamics, but we're also having to really almost introduce ourselves to ourselves for the first time. A lot of women have gone decades without really knowing who they were and just kind of getting to know who they are right now, because we do have a lot more, uh, a lot more support and we have a lot more visibility now where we're seeing other women using their voices. It's like when you see other people doing something that you've always wanted to do or speaking out against something that, um, you may have suppressed because you didn't feel like you had the support or you didn't feel confident in being able to use your voice. It really helps us greatly to see other women being able to step up and do those things, which is why representation is, is very important.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I had this discussion with my partner this past week about it, you know, things were coming up for me and he goes, well, why is it, why is it thrown all on you to heal? And I was like, well, I think honestly, flip that on the other side out of victimhood is we are at a time where we can heal that. For the most part, most, you know, most mm-hmm. people can start to work on this and feel their feelings. And my hope is that everybody can awaken to that because I think that's the next step in consciousness evolving as humanity is if we want to heal the world, we got to look at ourselves first. Mm-hmm. that's and, absolutely right and, and it take it takes looking inward um you know as above so below it's it's being aware but taking that responsibility but from a point of not victimhood because we can get stuck there at least in my own journey that's what I mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. I can relate to that to you know this is coming up for me to heal this is coming up for me to process and on the other side of that it's like you said finding my true self finding this beautiful growth and 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 love for life and myself at a, at, a, at a deeper level so if you if you're out there relating at all I, I i always tell myself you know universe or god doesn't give us more than we can't handle you know mm-hmm. we, we we're born here in this time in this body for a reason and Absolutely. when i look at it at a spiritual level like that it helps me so much looking at more of a bird's eye view where, you know, something day to day or a bigger issue comes up, whether my health, life, career, relationships, and just say, OK, what is this
1: teaching me? Yeah, what, that's what's it. coming up for me? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly it. It's really finding the lesson in whatever that situation is. And that does come with awareness and consciousness that for a lot of people, um, they're just now tapping into. And it's never too late to tap into your consciousness because I tell you, once you tap into it, you can't untap. Like once you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like once you, once you get in, it's really hard for you to turn that off because you see the world differently. And that challenges you to also move differently. It challenges you to live differently and to also self-reflect a lot more. And really introspectively, Ask yourself, what can I do better? What could I have done differently? What can I do now? You know, it's like sometimes it's just start small. I don't have all the answers, but what is it that I can do today that can improve either my life or the condition of someone else?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, I just looked at the time. And we, time flies by when I'm on these interviews. It does. It's just just magical. (laughs) We're in this space. Was there anything else that you
1: wanted to talk about or cover before we start to wrap up the show? Oh, no. I feel like we covered... We covered, yeah, we covered everything top to bottom. You know I mean? When you're talking, when you're talking about something that you're very passionate about and that you care about, you can talk about it all day. That's why, you know, the time got away from us. I think that's a good thing when you look at it. Like, Oh, (laughs) that's why I have my timer. Everybody You can't see me probably right
0: now, but I'm like, Oh wow. Okay.
1: look, trust me. I know I've been there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Marquita for coming on the show today and, you know, pouring out your heart and your wisdom. And we close every show by asking how may we, the listeners, as an act of gratitude, be of service for you and return today.
1: Thank you. Um, What I would say is grow in your curiosity, because where you grow in curiosity, it brings you closer to humanity. So just take that one thing and really go down a rabbit hole. If you see something that's going on, whatever it is, whether it's an imbalance with yourself, whether it's an injustice with someone else, be curious enough to take the next step, to dig deeper and to just figure out what is what is it about this situation that I am in control of? What is it about this situation that I can learn from? And ultimately, what can I do to improve either myself or the life of someone else
0: Ooh, that might be my favorite answer i've heard this (laughs) okay i love it deep
1: she went deep. okay i went deep y'all i did i I went deep i didn't even try to go deep it just i just fell in the ditch i don't know
0: (laughs) oh well what a wonderful interview a way to close it thank you so much for coming on the show today thank you so much for having me it was an absolute pleasure And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.